Welcome to the Alcohol Freedom Podcast, where we are bringing you a modern and judgment-free conversation about how we relate to our drinking habits. I'm Michelle Kaffler, and you've got episode 23. Hi, friend. Thanks for being here. And thanks to those of you who have so generously left me five-star ratings and such lovely reviews on Apple. These small and easy actions go such a long way to helping us show up in other people's searches. And that means that more people who need to hear this can find us. So if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast, would you consider taking a quick moment to help us out? This is an important conversation and we need to keep having it. So today's episode came out of me making a list of all of the things I don't miss about drinking. There were obvious things like being hungover or sleeping poorly or being dehydrated every day or spending a lot of money on wine or experiencing a moderate level of anxiety pretty much all the time. And then I wrote down feeling guilt and shame on my list and it made me take pause. It really made me take pause for a moment. I had almost forgotten how I used to feel these things. I used to feel ashamed and guilty all of the time when I was a heavy drinker. Sometimes it was situational guilt, as in I was feeling it about a particular action or circumstance, and sometimes it was just the overwhelming and overarching theme of feeling guilty and shameful about everything, even if it wasn't directly connected to my drinking. I think it was because feeling some of these things just became a habit. I was experiencing them so often that it just became my natural default state sometimes. Have you ever felt guilt or shame about your drinking itself or the result of your drinking? I have countless times. Usually it would go like this. I would wake up in the morning after a night of particularly heavy drinking, and I would instantly get this sense of anxiety in my chest the minute I realized I was awake and I was conscious. It was this default setting that my body always went to first thing in the morning because I just knew what was coming next. I would remember little bits and pieces of the night before, but not quite the whole timeline or the whole thing. I would remember having an unpleasant conversation with my husband. I would remember being indignant and then storming off to bed, but I couldn't quite remember exactly what I said to him, but I knew it wasn't particularly kind or helpful. Or I would remember bits and pieces of a night out with friends. I would remember saying something embarrassing, but not really remembering the context or the conversation that got me there. And sometimes it was bad enough that my friends would text me the next day and say things like, yeah, you really went hard last night. Are you okay? And then the guilt and shame would set in. It felt like a white, hot, burning vice grip on my chest. It would ebb and flow throughout the day, and then it would come in waves. I would be busy doing other things, and then I would suddenly get a flashback of the night before, and the heat would flare up again and engulf me. It was this cycle that would repeat itself over and over again all day until I inevitably couldn't stand it anymore, which was typically around the 5 p.m. mark where I would pour a glass of wine to numb out the intense emotional roller coaster I had been on all day. Sometimes I would wake up in the morning and I could tell that my husband was upset with me. 
I could tell that he was processing something. And it might be a few days later that he finally wanted to talk to me about it. He would ask me about things that I said when I was drunk. He would ask me if I really meant the things I said. Not that they were particularly mean-spirited or vicious, but that he just didn't understand where it was coming from. And I would have no idea what he was talking about. I didn't remember any of it. And all I can do was just sincerely apologize. And then the guilt and the shame would set in. And then the shame spiral would continue. It resembled some pretty harsh self-flagellation, like, what's wrong with you? You're a terrible wife. You're an unfit mother. You're a bad person. You should be able to get a handle on this. Why can't you do better? How did you turn into this kind of person? And what's perhaps most interesting to me is that I didn't see anything wrong with talking to myself like that. In fact, I really leaned into that feeling in my body and the words I was saying to myself. There was absolutely no place for self-compassion or self-understanding. I couldn't possibly give myself a break after what I did. I thought that somehow, if I beat myself up hard enough, that it would be a catalyst for change. I used to believe that keeping myself in the shame-filled place would somehow motivate me to make different choices when it came to my drinking. In hindsight, it probably just made me want to drink more. And it just went on and on like this. I remember this kind of thing happening on and off sometimes in my early 20s. I remember promising myself that I would never drink that much again on so many occasions. And it was years of this. I didn't quit drinking until I was 35. So today, I'm thinking about feeling guilt and shame just as a concept. And how, yes, shame and guilt are part of the normal spectrum of wonderful feelings that we get to experience as humans. They're all there and they're all normal. And sometimes we feel these things because there is something that we need to reflect upon, something that we need to check in with ourselves about, some of our actions that we need to question or look into. But the part that I want to explore today is the part where we stay in those places as some form of self-punishment, that we don't actually use them in a positive way. We just say things to ourselves like, I'm a terrible person. I should be ashamed of myself. I behaved in a bad way. I should feel guilty. I made a fool out of myself last night. I should feel embarrassed. This is such a common theme among people who overdrink or, to be honest, overconsume any substance or behavior. Alcohol doesn't have to be your drug of choice. People do the same thing when they overeat or overspend or overgamble or overwatch Netflix or use social media or chronically play video games or get high. We end up in the cycle of using alcohol or drugs or food or porn or Netflix or whatever else it is, and then we feel guilt and shame. And then we tell ourselves that we deserve to feel those things and we feel them even more. And then we drink or eat or use again to escape the feelings. Does any of that sound familiar? So what do we do with this? There are two things that I want to consider here. They're kind of two layers deep that I go with this. The first one is pretty obvious. If we figure out how to have a different relationship with drinking, whether that means quitting completely or moderating our use, the results that we get are clearly going to be different. If you don't drink a whole bottle of wine in the night, you probably aren't going to do something because you're drunk that you'll regret in the morning. 
And sometimes just focusing on that piece can go a long way to creating new habits and actions. But I want you to also consider taking it a few layers deeper, where you go to this place in which you get really curious about what happened. What were you thinking about and feeling that led you to drinking more than you had wanted to or more than you thought was appropriate? What was going on for you that day or in the hours leading up to what happened? And I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. Take my blacked out conversations with my husband. The words I would say so carelessly to him were not actually untrue in a way. It was usually that I had something on my mind that I needed to talk to him about, but I was so convinced that he would decide to leave me if I, quote, bothered him with my, quote, problems, quote, too often. So I would keep it inside. I would, quote, pick my battles like a good wife. And then when my inhibitions were lowered because I was drunk, it would all come out in a sloppy, careless, disconnected way. And it would be totally coming out of left field for him because he had no idea there was something going on in the first place. If I'm looking at this from a place of what was going on for me when that happened, instead of you're a garbage human and you deserve to feel awful, you can get to a place of curiosity about what's going on. And maybe you'll discover that it's not actually about the drink or your inherent worthiness as a human. Maybe you drank too much at the client dinner because you were feeling insecure or awkward about appearing like you didn't know what you were talking about. So you drank to feel more comfortable. Maybe you drank more than you had planned to at Christmas dinner with your in-laws because you're thinking that your partner's family doesn't accept you or is always judging you. Maybe you're feeling like you need to drink a bottle of wine every time you have sex because your partner isn't doing things in a way that you find pleasurable, but you're thinking you'll hurt their feelings if you ask for what you want, so you drink to be able to tolerate the experience. Or maybe you're finding that the friends you've been brunching with every Sunday for the last decade actually have political views that are very different than yours, so you drink because it helps you tolerate the conversation and the experience. If you only let yourself get as far as the initial reactionary guilt and shame, and you stay in that place because you're using it to beat yourself up, it keeps you from getting to a place of curiosity so you can ask yourself what's really going on. And I would guess that if you let yourself go there for a bit, that place of curiosity, you'll probably just discover that something in your life might need attending. That most of the time, all of this isn't a result of you being some entitled, terrible person who just wants to get drunk and be belligerent regardless of how awkward or upset or hurt others might feel. It's just that maybe you're in pain or maybe something needs attention. And from there, you can start to slowly unpack what you might be able to give a little attention to. Maybe you can start to make some changes to those underlying things. When I look back at the things that I've done when I was drunk, I no longer feel guilty or shameful. Well, sometimes I do. I I usually do for a quick moment in time. I suppose I usually get a brief pang of shame when I think about it. But just like all of the emotions along the spectrum that we get to feel as humans, I just allow it to be there and then it goes away. 
And that's usually because I ask myself, hey, love, what was going on for you when that happened? And I often realize that it was because I was in some kind of emotional pain and didn't want to feel it. And that immediately takes me to a place of self-compassion. And sometimes I can even get to a place where I'm grateful for it all because it was all sending me a big message that maybe I needed to think about starting to build a life that I didn't want to escape from. How did this episode sit with you? Are you somebody who would like to quit drinking or cut way back and only drink the amount that you want to when you want to? If this is you and you're ready to make a change, let's talk. I want to tell you all about my 12-week program where I help you do exactly that. And I guarantee that by the end of the 12 weeks, you will have a very different relationship with your drinking. You're going to head to michellecapler.com or click the link in the show notes to book your free 60-minute virtual consult today. And then you can tell me all about you and I'll tell you all about how I can help you with your drinking. That's going to be it for me this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.